This is the All Grid No Slack Podcast, Episode 7, Don't Say Bojo Series, Title: Train Smart, Not Hard. What's up everyone, Jose Bo! With everything that is going on in the world right now, I hope you are keeping yourself relatively sane and Jose man. Let's hope phase 2 will kick in soon so that we can all start to slowly get back to our lives and also get back to the gym, the yoga studio, the pilates studio, the martial arts gym, spin class, crossfit box, rock climbing, basically everything that gets you back on track in your fitness journey. So let's talk about today's topic, which I feel will be a good prep for you when you start going back to your fitness journey when everything starts opening up again. I am going to share yet another new series called the Don't Say Bo Chio series. In this series, I will be sharing fitness, training tips and advice. Hopefully, it can help you get better results and performance in your fitness regime or the sports that you do. So Don't Say Bo Chio Ah! In today's Don't Say Bojo series, the title is Train Smart, Not Hard. What exactly do I mean by that? You probably heard of this popular saying, Go big or go home, no pain, no gain, or don't stop until you drop. You will often hear these taglines, especially in the gym. In this series, I would like to share with you on how applying these taglines in your training might actually hinder your progress and performance, and sometimes even cause strains or injury, which will be an absolute nightmare coming out of this lockdown. Please don't get me wrong. I think these are great gym and training taglines. I myself apply it too, but I don't apply it every day and every single time I train. What I'm trying to say is to make training progressive and once in a while have a burst of go big or go home or beast mode on mentality instead of going 110% every single time you train. Train to see progression on the long run and not chase the delayed onset muscle soreness or in short form DOMS. This will be a bit tricky, especially if you are into a fitness regime like CrossFit where you're super hyped and inspired after watching the CrossFit games, plus all your fellow CrossFit khakis cheering you on to pull that last few snatch or cleans. It would, however, be more advisable and sensible to understand where your own limitations are. And stop when your body tells you to, instead of pushing yourself past that threshold by adopting the do-or-die motto. Because the end of that is almost certainly an injury waiting to happen. Another way to better understand it is, for CrossFit Games, professional athletes, CrossFit is their lifestyle. They wake up, they train, they rest, they have professionals to help them with their recovery, nutrition, performance and get back on track in their training again. Whereas for most of us, we spend most part of our day sitting in front of a desk, mostly with incorrect posture. And at 6pm, we chong to the CrossFit box or gym and go from sitting on the desk the whole day to 110% at the workout of the day or your training regime in the gym. An injury is bound to happen in due time. And when injury happens, 
this is going to be a few weeks or worse, a few months out of action, you will end up going back to square one again. And when you recover from it, that is one of the worst feeling ever. Another great example is to imagine first thing in the morning, you start your car. Would you step on a pedal and make it go 150 kilometers per hour? Fast and furious, I wonder if you know. If you can drift to Amokyo, your car engine is going to explode in due time if you do that all the time. Or would you start slow, turn on the engine, let it warm up, and then when you hit the freeway, then you slowly bring the speed up. Now even machines need time to warm up. Needless to say, human body needs it even more. I hope this makes sense to you. So what I'm trying to present to you is other than warming up right, to train at a 75 to 80% effort range in your training sessions. That way, you leave your training feeling good and refreshed, ready to handle the rest of your day or sleep well after your training, versus going 110% and feel like a sloth for the rest of the day, or find it hard to sleep after an evening training because your heart rate is pumping like you drank 5 cups of kopi kao. Training at around 75-80% to 80% also allows you to train every day and more frequently than training at 110% and not be able to train for the next 2 or 3 days because you're just too sore. Let's just use the simple bodyweight training, the push-up for example. In the first scenario, imagine you're very tired and go out in one sitting and bang out max number of push-ups, 100 reps for example, with loud trap rap beats or hard rock guitar solos plus training khaki screaming one more rap or lightweight in your ear plus your form starts giving way towards the end then tomorrow you cannot move because your body damn sweet and cannot do push-up for the next two to three days now in the second scenario you perform three to four sets of 20 push-ups with good solid form and decent breaks in between for the body to recover you feel good the next day because it's progressive, so you are able to do it every day. If you add up these two different training methods and approach, the second scenario will end up accumulating more numbers of push-ups than the first one. Plus, daily practice will let you understand the engagement of muscles more and thus have lesser risk of injury too. It's like how my wife always remind my son and I all the time, don't kanjong spider, everything in moderation. And she literally got me a watch that says Ganjong Spider on it, just to remind me not to be a Ganjong Spider. I'm not joking, it's true. The best thing to do is to listen to yourself and learn how to control your own limit meter. And if you feel like you're getting a good workout or training session, remember that it is always great to end on a good note, rather than pushing it past your threshold, because it can get downhill quite quickly with a high risk of injury if you keep pushing on. So the greatest challenge is to know when to stop and leave your training feeling good for the rest of the day to the next training session. This doesn't only apply to force and strength production training in the gym, but also to other aspects of fitness like yoga or pilates. For example, if you're working on a backbend or handstand, it may be advisable to stop your practice after a certain time frame. Or if you feel some discomfort in your muscles or joints, and come back and practice it another time. Or if you're practicing martial arts like jiu-jitsu, if you feel tired or weird or some kind of sixth sense that is telling you to shut it down, don't brush it off and say, I'll be fine, just one more row. 
Like I mentioned earlier, always better to end it on a high note than push it further and get injured. So you might be wondering, wow, like that means forever cannot go big or go home lah. Boring lay like that. That is not what I mean. What I meant is to save those go big or go home, be smooth on moments for the big stage or moments that count. Like when you're hitting that one rep max personal best on a squat or deadlift, or when you're in a competition for any sports, or when some days you really have a lot of feels for that peak pose in your yoga class, or that last stretch or burst in your spin class. You will feel a difference when you shift up a few gears with this once in a while go big or go home mentality, and it will further elevate and improve your performance and results. Rather than you go 100% every single time and feel burnout or being lost trying to find that kick again because you use that kick too frequently, if you know what I'm trying to say. An example of myself was three years ago, I was prepping for a basketball tournament. Four months before the tournament, I set an aim to practice my shooting at a particular spot and shot 500 balls every day at 5am leading up to the tournament. Sounds like some Michael Jordan last dance kind of thing, right? It went horribly wrong and backfired on me big time because I was so burnt out and tired from that daily shooting of 500 balls. My body was a wreck on tournament time and I shot and performed badly in that tournament. The following year, I decided to come up with a more progressive and smarter training plan. I shot about 100 balls per session and told myself I gotta get better percentage in this 100 shots than just following through the motion. That season was one of my best performances ever. Because I didn't go 100% full speed, I paced myself at about 75% consistently and worked on practicing quality shots instead of quantity and my body accustomed to it and performed beyond my expectations when the tournament came. I could elevate my performance when I shift up gear to 100% during the tournament. So it's a great example of train smart, fight easy, instead of train hard, fight easy. So to summarize, train smart by going at 75-80% to 80% and know your limitations and know when to call it and end your training regime on a high note. Living 100% to times that matters instead of every single time you train. Training smart lets you train more frequently and improve on your muscle memory for your respective fitness in a progressive and approachable manner. And most importantly, training smart will reduce the risk of injury. So, it's a wrap. In the next episode, I will be going back to the Legit or Not series and share a unique physical and mental wellness program that I've been practicing for the last three weeks. I will give my honest review on this program and share with you my experience going through it. So, that's all man. Stay safe, stay positive, stay healthy. Until the next episode, all great, no slack.